Please enter room 2008. Is gonna be a great year. I don't know <laughs> if it is or not, but that's what we're here for in room 2008. Oh, I wish man. it was already 2024. I know. I don't know why we got to wait through 2023. I know. I messed that up. It uh, this stupid thing freaking loops. But uh, you know, we might be stuck in a time loop. We might be stuck in 2023 forever. Groundhog Day. Yep. For a year. Mm-hmm. Groundhog. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're gonna be going over tonight. What is coming in 2024? Peter ain't gonna be the only thing. Oh my. <laughs> so, what? Uh, oh. So now we're going to go over some uh, some prophecies and predictions that have been brought to us by none other than the Simpsons, Nostradamus, the Hopi tribe. That is uh, Mr. Control-Alt-Pete himself. I'm back on Twitter. In the flesh. Look him up. Oh, yeah. Lance, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. What's, uh, what's, what's your I almost Dude, I almost sold a car today. Did you? What I happened? was so fucking close. You don't get it. I uh, I was there. And the gentleman that I was talking to was going to buy this uh, 2012 Toyota, and uh, I was right there. I had the pin in my hand, and I and I I was giving him the pin, and I dropped it, and my manager picked up the pin, and was like, "Hey, uh, Lance, why don't you just go ahead and uh, go in the back and you know hang up for a bit? I'll, I'll go ahead and take care of this." And I was right there. I almost made it happen. How close were you? So, so close. <laughs> Oh my that god! Is, uh, if, if she if it would have been a woman, she'd have felt violated. I was that close. <laughs> that is uh, Mr. Lance, aka Gil Gunderson. Exactly. I'm gonna get it next time. Yep. And I am Drew Nell, aka Doctor Nguyen Van Fock. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're again just like last week. We're gonna kind of skip over current events, and we're gonna get straight into it because th- these are some dire times. People need to know what's coming. Uh, you know, whether good or bad. I think mostly bad. Um, some of the prophecies have already been fulfilled. So uh, let, let's go ahead and get into it, Lance. All right. Well, let's do it. I'm so sorry. We'll... I'm sorry, Gil. So uh, Gil is a, a Simpsons character. I kind of butchered it. That was on the fly. I'm sure if I thought it through, it could have been a little bit funnier maybe. But <laughs> one of my favorite characters. So uh, do y'all want to jump right into the Simpsons? we have any uh, current yes. updates or anything? <laughs> okay. Oh, my. That's COVID, great. Uh, right into it. You well, didn't it? it did. It's got a for our non-viewers. It's got a, a Simpson Homer Simpson mask. I guess it's Homer. Yeah, it is. Awesome. So okay, well let's just get yeah, into I it. I can't breathe on that. So we're gonna do. <laughs> if you look online, there are oh, there's there's so much information about when the Simpsons predicted uh, different things that have happened. Um, so I thought I would pick out my favorites and go over those. And then after I was kind of finishing these up, I was still doing some research and found some others that I didn't put on this list that I really wish I would have. So uh, for any viewers, do some research. It, it's not just limited to like the top 10 or the top 15 right. or the top 20. There are probably 50 or 60 different instances where the Simpsons somehow predicted the future, whether it's coincidence or not. Uh, most of them probably is coincidence, but some of them are pretty alarming. So, I'm going to go over with these guys some uh, 15 or so 
fun facts and times that the Simpsons predicted the future. Nice. And uh, I want everybody to chime in, especially some uh, viewers. If we have anybody chatting, I'm going to pull that up just in case we get some. Yep. Get some. All right. So um, the first one. Uh, how do you pronounce your name, doctor? Dr. Nguyen Van Falk. Falk. Dr. Falk. Uh, Dr. Okay, Falk. A.K.A. Lionel Hutz, A.K.A. Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> I'm scared of the other <laughs> words in your uh, name. So... <laughs> The first and foremost, I'm not going to make this the whole episode. I'm going to run through it here. The shard. All right. So, in Lisa's Peter, that's what you did in your pants earlier, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, bring it up, Drew. That's the one with the tower. The the one I I sent you, uh, the most recent, Dr. Falk. All right. So, check this out. this is one of my favorites, actually. So, in Lisa's wedding episode aired in 1995, during the Big Ben, the Big Ben scene, there's a skyscraper that closely resembles the design of the Shard, which was built from 2009 to 2012. Wow. Oh snap! I'd never seen. I've never. I never uh, saw this one before. Oh yeah, this, this prediction. Whoa, that's, that's why I'm great. here, buddy. So check it out. Uh, not only was the design spot on, but the location of where it is in the scene is that's accurate. Spot on. Because the bridge is behind that um, building, bottom left. You can't see it from that picture, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's it's amazing how accurate they were with this random tower, right? Uh, and that's that's the opener. It gets better. Yeah. Wow. An- another thing I find interesting is uh, they've changed Big Ben to a digital clock. Yeah. Oh wow! On the, on the uh, Simpsons episode. On that episode. Right. Um, so, again, again, before we go further, I forgot. I've, I said I was going to do this, and I forgot. Um, we are live on Twitch right now, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, please follow us on Twitch at Room Two Thousand Eight ENT. You can see what we're seeing right now. You can interact with us. Uh, also, follow us on Twitter, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT Two, and you can also watch this on Spotify. If you have Spotify, you can watch the video version of our podcast. Uh, forgot to get that out of the way. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Gil. Yeah, it's it's okay. I almost almost had it. All right. Uh, so, uh, for any viewer of The Simpsons, which I don't watch The Simpsons a lot, and you you, you showed should. me this character, and he's my favorite. But this guy is uh, <laughs> he tries so hard. It's like you feel bad for somebody, and then you realize it's a made up character. It's not even like an actor. You still it's feel bad. Just for a him. character, and you just feel bad for somebody. Right. Um, and also too in this episode, smartwatches were used uh, mm-hmm. in the episode. So this episode was 1995, and they were using smartwatches, and they had and a skyscraper fa- and FaceTime. FaceTime in this episode too. No way! I gotta go back and watch all this. Yeah, it was um, Lisa. Yeah, it was Lisa's wedding. So basically, Lisa, they they go to a carnival or something, and Lisa runs off to go do whatever she does, and she goes to a fortune teller, um, kind of on the outskirts of the carnival or the fair or whatever they're at. I remember this one. And and uh, the fortune teller looks into the crystal ball, and she sees Lisa's future, and she she marries an English guy. And uh, it's, I forgot what, I need to look up what year that is. I think it's set in 2010. I think, if I remember right. Oh, snap. Yeah, the episode's set in 2010. We're so far into the future. That would be awesome because this was built in 2000. Because if I remember that, uh, the only reason I remember that is because uh, 2010 was a very good year for me. Very, very good summer that I remember. When you remember. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember the night we stayed together and <laughs> <laughs> he made it gay. <laughs> I was there. 
<laughs> it was you. I filmed of course it. I, you filmed were there. It. I wasn't. I mean, you know, it was a paid gig, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the episode for tonight. Uh, but no, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it takes. I'm pretty sure it takes place in 2010 because uh, they got the invitation for Lisa's wedding, and it was uh, the the date on it was 2010. So I don't, was, was, Face, was FaceTime a thing in 2010? I don't think so. No. Wait. Six. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't. Remember. I know. But what's more interesting about that if it was 2010? Uh, which you're talking about, I haven't seen the whole episode, so like you're saying about the marriage, but um, yeah, like, I'm sure we can look that up. was built from 2009 to 2012, so if, if the episode right. was in future 2010 when it showed that, that's crazy. That would, yeah, that would be like within it, the time that it was built. That's, so, that's I didn't even think about that. And if you can't tell, I'm a I got my my Duff can back here, and I have my flaming Mo drink back here as well. So I'm ready to be a big Simpsons fan. Hey, I, I pulled up some intel on this. It says on March 2nd, 2011, FaceTime support was announced for the newly introduced iPad 2, which had forward and rear-facing cameras. On February 24th, 2011, FaceTime left beta and was listed in the Mac App Store for for money. For money? Yeah. So, 99 uh, cents. That's pretty cool. All right, All right. so y'all ready for number two? Wait, I did intel. Here's the invitation from that episode, and you can see the date: Sunday, 1 p.m., August 1st, 2010. So we're oh saying on air right now that this episode aired in '95, and they had a futuristic uh, shot to 2010. Yep. The picture we showed was the uh, the shark, which was being yep. built in 2009 yep. to 2012. So, like, literally. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. I've never heard of that before. And the fact that we just put two and two together on this is, is crazy. Wow. Yeah. 2011, that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn close. 2011. Well. Peter, Peter, we're in 2010, not 2011. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I thought you uncovered something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's go to number two. We got a lot. We got a lot yep, to come tonight. It? All right, so... uh Every, I don't know if y'all, I'm sure y'all know this one. Blinky the three-eyed fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I, so I can remember something about that. On the episode, two cars in every garage and three eyes on every fish episode aired in 1990. And <laughs> it was a nuclear uh, power plant owned by Mr. Burns. Tries to justify the existence of Blinky, a three-eyed fish caught in the local river by saying it's the next step in evolution and not a horrible mutation. <laughs> well, and this was nine, 1990. In 20, uh, 2011, there's Peter's 2011, fishermen in Argentina are claiming that they have uh, caught a three-eyed fish in a reservoir in the um, Cordoba province. And it just so happens that a near, nearby nuclear facility pumps its hot water directly in this body of water. Oh, no shit. <laughs> 2011, what? So, I mean, it's kind of like, well, uh, you would assume there's going to be like – it's a coincidence, but it's like, of course, there's going to be some mutation, you know. But it is pretty funny that in 1990 to have three-eyed fish in 2011. But you're like, it's bound to happen. Yeah. You know, kind of scenario for me, at least. Wow. It just wow. took, you know, quite That's a while. crazy. 20 years, 21 years later. That's crazy, isn't it? That's 1990, 2011 was 20 years. Did the Hopi like, try to take you a sip of that whiskey and think about that? Or it wasn't 20, it was 21. <laughs> That's how I do it. With a lot of Peter, air. what's nine plus ten? <laughs> what? 
No, you're making a 9/11 joke. No, I was making a vi- an old Vine joke. What's nine plus ten? Yeah, we'll get to that. So, <laughs> you have anything else to say about Blinky, the three-eyed fish? No, I was in two cars in every garage, three eyes in every fish episode. Check it out. So, number three, there's a very little meat in the gym mats. This one's good. All right, y'all heard it. There's a lot of meat in uh, Pete's gym mats. All right. <laughs> what does that mean? So check it out. <laughs> on the uh, the PTA disbands episode aired in 1995. In the episode, Bart Simpson manipulates Edna into organizing a strike on the uh, Springfield Elementary's teachers union to protest Principal Skinner's um, miserly school spending. So um, they're grinding gym mats to extract the meat from them to serve and add to the meat products. What did I did I butcher something? No, you keep saying grinding and meat and stuff. You know, some of this I wrote just for the podcast. <laughs> There's a couple in here that I, I got kind of a. Uh... All right, so um, a lot of it's on purpose. What I'm saying, y'all shut the fuck up. What uh, happened? All right, so in 2014, over 500 fast food chains went under intense scrutiny for using a chemical compound in bread, same chemical used to make yoga mats. Oh, oh my god wow what year was that in 2014 look it up oh dude. my crazy. god I, I saw it was like subway mcdonald's burger king i mean you name it right and then i saw this other article that said over 500 it was a fast food bread like preservative or it, it was something uh-huh. to do with the, the making of the bread you add it and it might not even be like harmful but check it out because yeah, it probably and- is <laughs> You remember when Subway had to, they lost some lawsuit or something. They had to admit that they don't use bread. Their yeah, bread so, is like mostly sugar, so it counts as a pastry. So you go in wow. there and get, you go in there and get a pastry sandwich. Like even if you get the nine grain whole wheat, like it's it's a pastry. <laughs> yeah, know, I brought that up. That. I was hoping I, hoping I still have it. Uh, Subway had to come out, like you said, and literally say we're not using this chemical anymore here's what we're doing and it oh, became this big believe. marketing um god i wish i had it eat you know, fresh my it became a big marketing thing but um, eat my fresh ass <laughs> please god tell me you have that we can go ahead and save it what what time i just brought it down. 14 minutes and 13 seconds 14 minutes 13 seconds screeching halt screeching halt yep. <laughs> All right, back to the Simpsons. All right, here we are. Let me bring it up. I just lost my train of thought when you said that. All right. Uh, number four. In a 1990 episode, the Simpsons predicted future real-life campaigns to censor and cover up replicas of Michelangelo's David statue. So, uh, <laughs> commenter, welcome to the show. <laughs> our... our, our uh, our normal remote viewer is uh is drunk as shit right now. Welcome to the club. We we're trying to get that way. All right, real quick to get up to date: the shard, the big bean scene, skyscraper in the background, big bean, blinky, the three-eyed fish. All right, I think she's on the same page here. Uh, very little meat. The gym mats, PTA disbands episode where they were shredding mats to get meat and. Uh, 2014 literally 500 fast food chains had to uh take out a chemical that was used in yoga mats and i think we're up to date all right let's keep it it rolling all right let's do that all right so we were talking about 1990s episode 
where they were using uh, campaigns to censor and cover up replicas of Michelangelo's David statue. And campaigns came up in 2001, 2014, and 2016 to cover Michelangelo uh, for uh, being inappropriate. And I have a fun fact on that if anybody wants to know. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. So, the uh, yeah, the yoga mats, exactly. And yeah, Moniker, we can uh, we could talk about that. All right. So, um, all the statues had small penises, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's what it is. Back in the day, to have a, a, a larger penis was like uh, uh, like barbaric. Yeah, like you were an animal. Yeah, like you were. Yeah. yeah. Like it was it was like a sign of uh, poor, uncleaned. Uh, it just wasn't desirable. Damn, bro. So Peter these- must be packing. Must <laughs> <laughs> be a fucking legend. I was so, about to say, uh, maybe, maybe the little guy will come back. <laughs> <laughs> so these statues, uh, small penis was a resemblance of intelligence and uh, regalness, if that's a word. That's why Lance is wearing a tie tonight. So- <laughs> small tie, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just I wanted to throw that out there, but yeah, there's campaigns out there to cover up Michelangelo's statue, and the Simpsons put that out there. In you know what's funny? This me and me and my wife literally had this conversation earlier today about that. What are you about serious? It? Yeah, about the statues. Yeah, because we were watching. Uh, ever since I tweeted Mike from Jersey Shore, me and her have been rewatching Jersey Shore. Yeah, when they went to Italy, they were viewing the statues and stuff, and it got a close up of. You know the small wieners. Were you like, I have him beat? And she was like, Oh, shut up, Drew. <laughs> no, I was like, Man, I wish I had that. <laughs> no, but I explained to her because Snooky was complaining about the size of it, and I was like, Did you know that this is why? You know, I explained it to her what you just said. But uh, anyway, back to the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, and and the, the, <laughs> a viewer said, Are you talking about the uh, small punishment statues of the Greeks? I'm not familiar with the small punishment. I'm ex- uh, I'm talking about the small. Genitalia on the statues of the Greeks, or the not the Greeks, but the Romans. Um, yeah, and how that was a sign of uh intelligence. All right, so number five, Springfield, or how I learned to stop worrying and love legalizing gambling. Legalized <laughs> gambling. I'm sorry, I'm not reading. All right, this was in 1993 after Springfield decides to legalize uh gambling, Mr. Burns up as a casino were German magicians Gunner, like Gunter and Ernest perform a routine seemingly to spook the long-running Las Vegas uh, uh, Siegfried and Roy show typically a bit in which the animated duo is attacked by their tiger and 10 oh, years okay. later Roy Horn Roy Horn was mauled on stage by a white Bengal tiger, you know, one of their tigers obviously leaving him partially paralyzed ending his long-running production I remember that Yeah. damn, um, they predicted it course you yeah. know it was I, I mean, that yeah <laughs> like a three-eyed fish like it's gonna come up someday <laughs> oh man that'd be so cool to have a big pet tiger though <laughs> that's you're about that, to say something else that, that wouldn't maul you <laughs> why did you why did you pause before you said tiger <laughs> like, man, it'd, be, it'd be great it'd be so cool to have such a big tiger <laughs> y'all still had like dicks on the brain <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Doctor uh, uh, Falk, I'm putting you in charge of the uh, the chats. I'm not paying attention to me. The Doctor Nugent Van Falk, please. Nugent, Nugent Falk. <laughs> What'd you call me under your breath? <laughs> <laughs> 
So, all right. Um, all right. So, number six, Elementary School Musical. This was in 2010. What about an erection? You know what? I'm gonna come. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back. Uh... <laughs> all right. Yeah. I'll go here's, here's a trivia question. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. And if our viewer can guess it, we'll send you a flag. All right. If y'all guess it first, then um, I'll let, let's let the viewer guess it. And if if the viewer can't get it, then we'll guess. All right. The viewer. I mean, there might be more that pop on here, but right now there's only one in the chat. So or two in the chat. Anyways. All right. Elementary school musicals, 2010. Trivia question. All right. Uh, Bink Holstrom may not have won the Nobel Peace Prize in economics until 2016, but one Simpsons character was betting on him six years prior in a scene in which Martin holds up a scorecard depicting his Nobel Peace betting pool with Lisa, Milhouse, and Database. The MIT professor is clearly marked in one of whose squares or whom's whose. So who predicted that Bengt Holstrom Holmstrom would win the Nobel Beast Prize eventually, 2016, six years after the episode? I can't answer that because I haven't seen any Simpsons episode since then. So Yeah, but it's just a character of the Simpsons, and I gave you three of them. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of the ones you named. So, so it's gonna um, be um Nobel prize betting pool with lisa millhouse and database and, hmm. and one of the three millhouse i'm one of the three i'm not saying anything because we're gonna let our uh commenter here if, if they want to play along they don't have to there's a free flag in it for you um one of the three lisa millhouse and database clearly marked in their square that Bink Holstrom was going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. And they were wrong that episode in 2010, but he actually got it six years later. All right, we got a guess in from the remote viewer. She says, Lisa, Lisa. I'm going to go database. And, and Control-Alt-P gets it. It was hey, Millhouse. all right. Peter, hey, you get a flag. Now you can finally uh, get a flag and put it up and, and represent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing. Okay. Yeah, so uh, Milhouse clearly wrote out that he was predicting the win of, of uh, Binked Holstrom to win the economics of Nobel Peace Prize, and he won six years later. So uh, somebody's in the game. All right, moving on. <laughs> and I might even have a picture of that, actually. Is it on Is there? there? Is there a pick? Pull that up, Jamie. What is it? Five. Sorry, I was trying to promote on Twitter. See if there's, uh, see if there's a uh, picture of that. There may or may not be. I don't know. I didn't get that. Mm-mm. Okay, cool. Moving on then. It's kind of a boring picture anyways. What number are we at? All right, we're at number seven. Number seven. All right, you'll appreciate this one. All right, so I'm going to leave out the movie and see if Peter can get it. In 1992, a blood billboard was revealed in an episode for the promotion of Itchy and Scratchy movie. The billboard was gushing blood out into the streets on people. Uh, well, in 2008, for the promotion of what movie, a billboard was erected. See that one, one, one pushing there. That displayed blood splattering from artwork and gushing blood on the streets below on the cars, and but no people were injured. What year was this? In 2008, it was a promotion for a high violent movie in 2008 in New Zealand, I believe, is where it was. New Zealand, uh, which it was, it was a world renowned movie. I mean, you know, obviously big in America too. Um, it wasn't like um, it was a volume one. 
a volume one. And basically, they built the billboard, and this person was slashing. A oh, it's, it was Kill Bill. That's what I was, Kill yeah, Bill. I was thinking of Kill Bill. Yeah, and there was blood everywhere on the streets and on the cars. And it was. I was thinking either Kill Bill or War of the Worlds. That's still good though. You, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it. Me neither. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, in 1992, they they put that in uh, one of the episodes, and it, and it literally like the exact same thing was done in 2008. Yeah, that was Bill. during the era of. Um... Who directed those? What was his name? I can't think of his name. Um, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. No. Uh, 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 oh my gosh. Who was that? Quentin Tarantino. Uh, yeah, Quentin. Yeah. Uh, that that was the era of of all of his films where he was like, I don't know, too aware of himself. Does that make sense? Like they're entertaining movies, but they're just so like over the top. In fact, oh yeah, in Kill yeah, Bill, yeah. there was a scene where it was it was there was so much blood in the scene they had to they had to like. Uh, in theatrical release, show it as black and white. Um, <laughs> it was where uh, she was fighting uh, all of the schoolgirls or whatever. I can't remember what was going on there. It was like he was aware of his art that people expected, so he, he went over yeah, with it. Yeah, he like became a parody of himself, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I mean, like don't get me wrong; they're, they're entertaining movies, but I think I think uh, where he. The last good thing he made to me was Jackie Brown. You better watch yourself, Peter. You nah, it's, 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 that's controversial, but those first three films, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and uh, uh, the one I just mentioned, uh, Jackie Brown, those are those are those are damn damn good movies. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons movie was good. Uh, you know. The one with the firmament. Yeah. Oh, Speaking yeah. of the Simpsons, hey, um, I watched. Fight Club the other night. I've seen it a hundred <laughs> times, but it's been years. Who directed that movie? Like, who was? Oh, that was uh, not uh, uh, David Fincher. Is that right, David Fincher? Are there are other movies. Like I watched it. I mean, just kind of check that. Really watched it. And it's such a good movie. I think it's David Fincher because he did Alien Three. Also, let's see. Uh, yeah, in high school, you see them in college. You don't really appreciate them. You're not really paying attention. You're watching them, but then you get a little bit older. You actually oh, watch yeah. the movie. Fight Club, yeah, okay, yeah, it was David Fincher. Yeah, uh, yeah Fight Club is a crazy movie. The twist in that is so, so good. I forgot he actually realizes at the end. That, anyways, Spoiler alert. So, yeah, well, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, number eight. Lisa Goes Gaga, 2012. Nearly five years before Lady Gaga descended from the roof of Houston's NRG Stadium for the halftime show of Super Bowl L. I, I don't know. I forget. Um. The Simpsons doppelganger performed a song for the residents of Springfield while suspended in the air. The two mother monsters even wore similar silver ensembles for the show in 2017. Wow. Yeah, so I clearly got this. I'm going to source it at the end because I did get a couple of these word for word off a website, you know, so. But um, 2012 (laughs) and 2017 for Lady Gaga. Again, I wonder if Lady Gaga actually did that on purpose. Sometimes you wonder. Yeah, that that would be that would be easy to pull off to just cause more Simpsons buzz is to like make the Simpsons predictions come true. I've often mm-hmm. wondered about that too, because like ever since we talked about Mothman, I was like, damn, it would be so easy for somebody to just forge some sort of uh, mythology that would you know put a town on the map or put a meme on the map, you know, and uh, put asses in the seats. So you're saying uh, it's fake? I, I, you know, there's, there's, there's multiple angles. Let's talk about Mothman. 
So <laughs> I think I hear another him. episode on that. That was a that was a fun time. Uh-huh. For any listeners, go back and listen to it. You know what episode that was? It was Mothman. And... Uh, that was like a probably third or fourth episode, probably. Was it versus Bigfoot and we made him battle at the end? We did. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think nice. Mothman won that battle. I think I think Bigfoot uh Bigfoot took that one. Got got Mothman in a headlock and you know, up against his big breast. I, I would imagine I thought he put his foot up his ass or something. It was episode <laughs> five. <laughs> episode five. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's a good one. Number nine: When you dish upon a star, when you dish upon a star, 1998. No, the 1998 episode. Uh, after a trip to Springfield, director Ron Howard pitches a screenplay that Homer wrote to produce Brian Glazer uh, of 20th Fox or Century Fox. At the beginning of the scene, though, you can see a sign that clearly states Fox Studio lot that reveals the company is now a division of Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. And I may or may not have a picture of that, but it's just a billboard. It says that at the bottom. It's kind of just out there. You hit the screen. You have to know it's there and stop it, pause it. Uh, but it's clearly saying a division of Walt Disney Co. This is uh, 20th Century Fox. Well, 20 years later, damn, the show officially went underway with the news breaking that Disney has reached a deal to acquire a 66.1 billion dollar worth of Fox. It's crazy. In December 14, 2017. Why are we allowing this? Twenty shit, years ago, and they uh, they asked uh, what's his name about it, and he was just like, "Well, I mean, I, I just assumed maybe Disney would own everything in the world by the end." <laughs> That's right. basically what he said. Right. And look what's happening, people. That's what it's getting to. Look what's happening. Listen, to, so, listen to our illusion of choice episode a few weeks ago. That was a good one. There yeah, go. he says, "Yeah, I just assumed Disney would own everything." Uh, by the end, or eventually, and literally, Disney is eating up everything. Quick, uh, quick uh, uh, interjection. Current event, quick uh, current events interjection. So we did the uh, illusion of choice episode. Well, currently, uh, you know how they say the revolution will not be televised. Uh, well, I mean it's not, but uh, the the uh, the this the word's getting out. The revolution has indeed started, and it has started in France. Uh, people have taken to the streets, and they've even uh, – and this is crazy that we just had the episode about uh, BlackRock and Vanguard. The, uh, the, uh, the French have occupied the headquarters of BlackRock. Oh, no shit. Have, yes, they have entered the building with uh, red flares and smoke bombs. Are you serious? Have, yes, they have occupied the headquarters of BlackRock. This is, this is breaking intelligence. I've been reading about it for you the past – Don't fuck with my emotions. Are you telling, us, are you telling the truth? This is so real right now. It's so real. I feel like a girl in high school. Just got to have right. a date. Right. Like, uh, you, can, you can look it up now. It's, it's beginning to spill into mainstream media. Isn't that crazy? I'm not, so you're I saying mean, this, this multi-billion trillion dollar company has one building in where? They have, they have a headquarters <laughs> in, uh, in uh, I think, Paris. Yeah. It's like probably a, their, uh, yeah, it's probably their French headquarters. Have y'all, seen the, uh, have y'all seen the videos of people, like, eating in the fancy... French restaurants and they're, you know, they're enjoying their wines and their, you know, their, their baguettes or whatever. And the streets are on fire out the window. <laughs> yeah. This is everything's fine. Meme. Yeah. That, it's like <laughs> that, has, that, had, had, that had to have been on the Simpsons at some point. Yeah. BlackRock probably was. And nobody. Uh, yeah. Well, I could tell some of these websites. So like some of these subjects were very just like two line 
things in the web on the website that I would see. Right, it was like two lines. They did this, and you're like, "There's more to it." And I wonder if the website's like, "Well, it's you know, I'm not going to say too much," kind of stuff. Right. So if it was BlackRock, it's probably on, but none of the websites are going to carry it because they're owned by BlackRock. Right. <laughs> and look, one more quick interjection uh, regarding current events. I've gotten back into Twitter, and guess what, ladies and gentlemen. People are waking up. It's crazy. You go, you go, and you click on anybody's out of the closet. anybody's Twitter. <laughs> and Guess just, what, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> look at the comments under. Pick any politician right now. Oh my god, it's so juicy. The Twitter. People, I I started Twitter when uh, when Elon Musk bought it. Yeah, yeah. That's that. That's when yep. I returned as well, dude. It's so crazy. Like everyone in charge right now is uh is hearing about it they're hearing about it mm-hmm. people are pissed across the board like the events of the past two weeks i think have been the nail in the coffin of the narrative right it is crumbling so hard and everybody's like mad as hell like uh why is this shit being shoved in my face you know like it people are pissed man it's, it's yeah crazy. A lot of the comments I'm seeing under politicians, uh, everybody is saying, "Stop fucking dancing," mm-hmm. <laughs> and play the the main intro deal as well. It's gonna take me a minute. Okay, <laughs> Just, right. we, we need to go Jamie. on. Uh, 2024 is gonna be a great year. Wow, that, that one that is, I really believe it's gonna get juicy this year. It's gonna be like up and down, you know, a little bit here and there. Next year it's gonna be epic. Just how Peter likes it. Oh mm. my. Mm. 2024 is going to be a great year. Thank you. Come on, guys. Fair All right. Show. So, uh, number 10. We only have 30 more to go. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, here's a good one. All right. So, Lisa Sachs in 1997. Marge offers to read to Bart a book titled Curious George and the Ebola Virus. Oh, what? The moment was widely circulated during the 2014 American ebola outbreak and i didn't know this but uh there's a youtuber the controversy seven i'll call him out if he wants to go on the episode on the show that'd be great i uh, created a video laying out the theory revolving around the simpsons predictive tendencies for anyone who wants to look that up in the future um but yeah so curious george and the ebola virus i'd like to get our hands on that book let's do yeah. it i imagine it's probably for sale on ebay Man, it's probably a full-out story, you know? It's getting weirder by the minute. Oh, speaking of Curious George, I was watching uh, Curious George cartoon with my niece. Dude, that was 1997, by the way. 2014, yeah. it actually crazy. happened. Uh, yeah, Curious George doesn't have a tail, and that really bugs me. That's a Mandela effect. Yeah, I think we talked about it on that episode. Mm-hmm. That yeah, really, all the current shows. Yeah. It was bugging the shit out of me the whole time we were watching it. Uh, like, no tail. I thought you were going to say, speaking of Curious George, I'm curious too. All right, let's get on. <laughs> All right, number 11. Yeah, I really own so, it tonight. You might know about this one. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, recent. <laughs> hey, where did our comments go? She's oh, drunk. They don't... <laughs> I think she, she passed out. She said something about cock, and that's the last She's we heard snoozing. All right, so uh, you don't have to live like a referee. 2014. <laughs> what is happening? Right. You don't have to live like a referee in 2014. The World Football Federation representative asked Homer for help repairing the organization's image, and his arrest turned out to be very similar to those of the real life FIFA officials who were arrested on corruption charges a year later. 
So oh, yeah. it, it was the episode where they reached out to Homer, but they got arrested, and uh, I believe they were arrested on corruption charges. I don't know. I don't remember the episode, but um, they uh, a year later, that was a big FIFA thing where um, oh let's see here, this accusations of bribery connected to the awarding of hosting rights for the 2018 World Cup to Russia and 2022 World Cup to Qatar. Qatar, um, but the it was like a referee deal I don't, I don't know too much about it it was uh i don't either i remember it being a big controversy but who watches soccer yeah. except half the world but it right allegedly but i mean that that's one of the bigger actually conspiracies with with the simpsons because it was a year before it was very recent they put out the episode of this corruption in fifa and literally um it happened a year after yeah wow. big corruption scandal and then not only that they predicted the the winning of uh the episode also uh, the episode also correctly predicted Germany's defeat of Brazil in 2014 World Cup. The same oh, year, the episode came out. They had Germany like two over Brazil. What year wow. was this? Uh, that all happened in 2014. So 2014 episode aired. 2014 Germany won, and then the like a couple years later, that all came out with the officials and, yeah. and corruption. A lot of shit stacking up in the 20 teens. Yeah, and see, I'm not. I'm one of those snobby Simpsons fans. I only like seasons three through 12. Yeah. So anything from 2014, 2015. At, what happened? Know, did it get liberal? It just, or did it? Did it yeah, happen? pretty much. Yeah, it got. I tried to show Joe an episode from Illuminati-ish uh, kind of deal, or it got preachy. It got preachy. Yeah, it's it just the animation changed too. The, the like the animation's a turn off as well. Yeah, I think. Do y'all do y'all think that modern like TVs like these giant TVs that everybody has with these frame rates or whatever like TV like they'll remaster movies and then release them in these formats and something about the frame rates man like it yeah. it like it's really weird does anybody know what I'm talking about like TVs look uh, weird now TVs look weird now look at look at what you're wearing right now oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> look at your fucking frame rate <laughs> cheap bastard <I'm> in. <laughs> These are you're wearing fucking jeweler's goggles on a fucking <laughs> <laughs> TVs look weird. The last guy in the episode was like he's like, I'm agreeing with a guy who wears uh these lit goggles on, on <laughs> what were you I wearing? like these because not only not only good for zooming in on paintings, but then I take the lenses out and it's kind of like having some you know blinders on, on those keeps me focused on the podcast. For any non-viewers, he's wearing glasses, jeweler, jeweler glasses that uh, have lights on them, and and uh, you don't have the the magnifying glasses. I don't imagine. No, no, no. I, I wouldn't be able to. See. I would you just like, look like look like Mothman, dude. dude <laughs> I can look, I can look at my finger with the with the lenses in, and it looks like a planet. Like it looks like the surface of a planet. It's nuts. Hmm. Yeah. Really? What planet? Maybe we should look oh, into that. Uranus. No. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We wouldn't let you. All right, so uh, number 12. So uh, Bart to the Future, 2000. When Bart flashes forward to adulthood, viewers learn that Lisa not only becomes president, but inherits quite a budget crunch from her predecessor, Donald Trump, which is a why. Anyways, they, they got this wrong. The country is broke, she asked uh, her aides in one scene. How can that be? I tried to do her voice. So um, 
basically they predicted Trump's winning a presidency. I mean, that's right. what it comes down to. I, I tried to look in to see if if it was true that they showed the scene. And I don't know if you've seen Bart to the Future. Yeah, I have. Did they show Trump coming down the? Uh, that, that wasn't that wasn't the episode. That episode was um, after the fact. Where, no, right? it, no, it was before. Lisa, it, it was a vision into Bart's future, and Lisa was president. And the scene, whatever scene it was, opens with Lisa like on a conference call, and was like, "We have to, you know, we have to fix the tr- the mess President Trump left us." Yeah, yeah, and that was the joke, but that wasn't the same episode where Trump came down the the escalator. Yeah, I, I was I was seeing that the down the escalator thing was kind of a false thing that was done after the fact. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going on that, but I'm glad you cleared that up because it did say that she all, all that was bitches like predecessor Donald Trump left in a mess and blah blah yeah. blah. She really, yeah, that, that's that's true. That that was said in the episode. Yeah, that was in 2000, and obviously. In, to, in 2016, gosh, I don't know if I'm wrong. I think it's 2016 he became president. Yeah. Um, so I want to say one thing about that. For one, um, the extra during the title sequence of the episode where, you know, like Bart always writes on a chalkboard at the beginning of all the, all the episodes. Right. He was actually writing, being right sucks. On that episode. Oh wow! Wow! So it's funny that uh, they predicted Trump as president in 2000, and then Damn. that was the opening uh, title sequence, like chalkboard um, detention, is what I would call it. I guess being right That's, sucks. Isn't that funny? This is creepy as hell. So uh, yeah, that actually happened. Wow! Because everybody knows about the Trump prediction. Right. That, I don't know if everybody realized the intro was that specific to being right. So it's because, you know, they're liberal platform, right? Yeah. Like they're like, oh. I don't, I don't, I don't believe the, that that's probably the most famous Trump or uh, Simpsons prediction is the Trump one of the escalator. And I, I don't believe that if that I was, uh, I saw that that was a gift that was made after the fact. Yeah. I mean, even, right. even if it did air, if that was in the episode, I th- it would be one of those things just like somebody on Trump's team was a fan of the Simpsons and saw it. Let's reenact it. Cause that, that'd be something I would do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that is definitely possible. So yeah, maybe I don't believe it at all. Yeah. After the fact that I, <laughs> I believe that over, you know, the Simpsons predicting that. So. Yeah. But what is factual is that they did go ahead and say Donald Trump, but what's creepier yeah. about the episode is definitely being right. Sucks. Was the yeah. choice of? I didn't know about that. Sentence. I didn't either. Job board attention. All right. So uh, number thirteen in two thousand eight. Let me make sure this was not one of the. Okay. Yeah. No, this is not a trivia one. In two thousand eight, The Simpsons showed Homer trying to vote for Barack Obama in the U.S. general election, but a faulty machine changed his vote to John McCain. Wow. Um. Four years later, a voting machine in Pennsylvania had to be removed after it kept changing people's votes from Barack Obama to the Republican rival Mitt Romney. Election fraud. And what rings the bell to me is everything with the election conspiracy stuff, the Trump and Biden votes, um, all the, I mean, if you go down the rabbit hole of who owns the machines, what country they came from, there's a whole section in this chapter we need to discuss at another date 
about that. We really should touch on that. There's so much on it, and a lot of people will brush it off, but I think people are, are uh, very ignorant to what actually, like, the companies that come up with these machines. you got to follow the money to find out who owns these companies. They weren't built by mutual companies that didn't care about who becomes president. Right, and the fact that the pillow guy became the poster boy of the the voting fraud uh, movement uh, really really solidified it all looking ridiculous in my opinion because uh, yeah. he's like a, he's like an actual Simpsons character. I love him. <laughs> Do you Stop want to it. buy a pillow? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I got his shoes. I got his pillows. I got his underwear. All right. So um, what's funny is Lance isn't talking about he bought it. He has his literal. <laughs> no, he just left like five minutes ago. He went. To dinner. <laughs> All right, so um, that was in 2008, and four years later, about the voting machines. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is. So that is I have a couple more, really like two or three. All right, so the next one would be <laughs> uh, one that I think uh, Doctor Falk is really anxious to get into. Homer turns to science and engineering in the Wizard of Evergreen Terrace in 1998. Homer seen furiously scribbling equations on a blackboard, inadvertently solving an age-old particle physics problem. Dr. Simon Singh, a notable popular science author, wrote Homer's equation provides the mass of the Higgs bosom that's only a bit larger than the nanomass of the actual God particle discovered in 2012. Oh, so CERN. yeah, which is relates back to an episode we did uh, earlier about CERN and everything that they're doing. Yep. So in 1998, you have Homer at a chalkboard writing these equations, and you have uh, the people that helped solve the equation go back and say, you know, he wasn't far off by by a lot at all. Oh I mean, he was pretty much spot on, but it's just a little bit. Um, he was just a little bit larger than <laughs> than the nanomass. What? Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty big, you know. That's like the biggest one. Yeah, that's the God. That that was a big. That's like the biggest one. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. How can we show the impact of that? That's pretty big because they have an article where they were like interviewing these, uh, like Simon Singh and, and a couple other people. And they were commenting on, you know, Homer's not such a dumb guy, you know, doing all this kind of stuff. And they and they actually got the writer of that episode and who he reached out to and some other uh, people on that. And they, I forget what they said about it, but it was like, um, you know, there was no clear like, oh, we just guessed. Or yeah, oh, there, there's a, there's a lot of like mathematical and 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 physics jokes in The Simpsons. Like, right, it's and, it's crazy. But nobody is like, oh, it was just a. Oh, we just got luckier. Oh, yeah. was, you know. Is oh my gosh, I can't CIA... believe how close we were in retrospect. There was nothing in retrospect. It's, it's literally like, oh, he wasn't far off by any means. Right. Is it a CIA psyop in a way? Like we'll get to they, that. Do they put a little little bits of little nuggets of truth in the in the show? I, I personally I think so. I think it's been around so long to have so much of an influence of of uh power. That it's almost like a in our face kind of deal, you know. But uh, so let me go ahead and, and go on to our our trivia, and then we'll what, we'll do. Do you, do you have do you have any more predictions? 
Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, all right. So this is for you and the commenter that I think fell asleep on our computer. Oh, she's passed out. <laughs> she's passed out like Greg was on the on the uh, Godstones episode. <laughs> you just made it up. Oh, man. I'm going to have more people on, I promise. All right. So um, what scandal came up in the Simpsons movie from 2007? Scandal. Hmm. Thank you. Trying to block the sun? No. No, not the firmament. A... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, not the firmament. Oh, she was... Okay, well, that was a firmament. What's the scandal? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'll give you a hint. Um, actually, I can't give you a hint without just giving it away. But six years later, this came about as reality. Mad so cow thing, huh? Mad cow disease. No, this certain thing Let's happened in the movie, what'd and you say? six years later became a reality. Uh, I'm all right. I'll come back. I'm gonna go make a drink. I'm gonna come back. And I'll yeah, let's let's stew on this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does it have to do with? Is it? Um, it has to do with um, CIA. Hmm. Maybe maybe FBI. The Environmental the Protection Agency was very present in the Simpsons movie. You know, now you have me wondering. I haven't seen the movie in years, but I saw this, and now I'm wondering if – I just want to make sure I have it correct. But uh, I'll go ahead and spill the beans here. The NSA scandal. Ooh. Uh. Yes. So, in the movie, the Simpsons family is forced to go into hiding following their escape from the EPA biodome enclosing Springfield, right? That's right. The NSA locates Marge and the kids by listening in on one of their conversations. There it is. Right? And they had this big scene where they're like, we found them, sorry, we hear this conversation. You know, there's this big old lab and all these people listening to all these conversations and they're watching video of different places, you know. And then Snowden spilled Six years later, in 2013, Edward Snowden blew the whistle on the government mass surveillance of America's phones and internet records. Nuts. And I think at the time, everybody's already given up their their uh, ignorance to freedom. Like everybody knows somebody's watching them, listening. Yeah, right. it's a it's it's a meme now. It's like huh, my FBI agent when I play in sync, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's and, a meme now. Nobody cares. Right. I think like isn't that funny? Who they weren't really free to say do whatever. Like you were always being watched. But in two thousand seven, I was. We'd just gotten to college. I wouldn't have thought I was being watched or listened to. You know, nowadays, yeah. When I'm talking on the cell phone, like, you just yeah. assume somebody's listening. I mean, well, yeah, I'm, just, I'm fucked, man. Yeah, we're all fucked. Everybody's <laughs> fucked. See, that's, that's the saving grace, though, is yeah, that everybody's thing, fucked. They everybody can't put everybody is. in jail. Well, the funny thing about that is, when we were in college, when me and Peter put our desk together and we had the hole where the computer cords went through, <laughs> we knew we were being watched. Would you do it? <laughs> this is the last episode on Conspiracy Mania. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I don't know. Dude. I didn't think about it in 2007, but uh, six years later, Edwin's, uh, Edward Snowden comes out, and that's a that's just an incredible story. Like, yeah, that's yeah. another huge one. That's like that the is. second hugest one. Gosh. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> damn it, I can't say shit. All right, so, um, <laughs> like I said before, there's. 
so many coincidences, <laughs> right, of the Simpsons being like predicting. Some people were saying, you know, that like maybe is is it Matt groaning? Is that how you how you'd say it, Matt groaning? I think it's groaning, groaning or gr- yeah, I think it's groaning. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think it's grinding. I think it's groaning. So Matt groaning I'm is part of the Illuminati and has insight on these little <laughs> tidbits. And um, you know, but I think the one thing that comes up with Simpsons and you say Simpsons and coincidence is the the one picture, and that's all they have on it. Drew, I think you know which one I'm talking about. I haven't even told you. Oh but no! I think you know the one picture. I want you to show it. Oh no! Oh my God! Of the New York 9/11, the magazine's nine dollars, and you had the twin towers behind it for the 9/11. This was in 1997. New, the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. And wow. uh, and I, and I think you know. I don't know. That one came to mind when we talked about Simpson predictions. Uh, you know, and you go on every website, and they're like, "Oh, well, here's here's bait on how they didn't predict it, and here's yeah. reasons why this is all just you know not even true." But the reality is, make your own judgment. Yeah, this this is probably my favorite. This is probably my favorite one. That's like you know, besides the Higgs boson, because that can mathematically, you know, you can, you can compare the two. Yeah. And it adds up or, you know, it matches. But this is probably like this. This one's hard to argue against. Kind of you just not argue against, but Homer can do a math equation. Very <laughs> coincidental about this one. For, yeah, audio, so. for audio listeners, it's a uh, Lisa's holding up magazine. that says New York. And I guess it's like a brochure for like a like bu- uh, bus tours or whatever. And it says nine dollars. But uh, right. Bu- right beside the nine is the Twin Towers in the nine. backdrop of the city. And you can clearly see the 9-11 here. I mean, coincidence, coincidence, but it's, I mean, it's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. And this was from 97. So, I mean. Yep. Oh, my God. Um, and that's kind of what I look really on. And the Twin Towers are uh, integral integral part of the episode. Not integral, but they're, they're featured. Uh, Homer's got to use the bathroom. Play, plays a, you know, it's part of a big gag. So, it's it's definitely featured in the episode, you know. Wow. Yeah. You know that, what? Go, do what? This this reminds me. Uh, was was that the last Simpsons one, Lance? Lance left. Okay, there he goes. Uh, <laughs> so this reminds me of another crazy, uh, crazy, crazy coincidence. Uh, and I, uh, Drew, I want you to look this up. Uh, look up uh, Neo's driver's license from The Matrix. Neo's driver's oh, license. Oh, here we go. Neo's driver's <laughs> license, everyone. Does it, does everyone? We gotta remember? go to Neo Stradamus. Right. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we will right after this. A uh, co- couple notes uh, about the Matrix here. What year did the Matrix come out? Does anybody remember? Uh, I, I need more information on this. Google. I think it was two thousand one. Uh, ne- type in uh, Neo driver's license September eleventh. All right. Uh, the Matrix came out in. 1999, okay? So 1999, The Matrix came out, right? So if we can... You might have to use an alternative search engine because it's, uh, it's wacky. Might be might be bunk. This could be something that we debunk. But I know I've seen this. It is... Uh, debunk it. It was Neo, his passport. Oh, his passport. Okay, duh. Okay, Neo's passport. Look at, like, his date of birth or something like that. Expiration... Uh, uh, 
yeah, see if you can pull that up. Uh, Let's see if it's real. Here it comes. All right, look at this. What does it say there? Date of birth. Oh. Date of birth. September 11th, people. It's in the movie. 1999. Oh, and another weird Matrix. Oh, that's good we know we all have heard that Andrew Tate has been uh, released to house arrest. He was released on the anniversary of go. the Matrix release. He always references the Matrix. Sure does, doesn't he? Isn't that nuts? Weird <laughs> things are happening, people. I don't think they're weird. I think it's just uh, strategic. I, do they get a kick out of it? I don't. I don't want to get into it. I, you know, Andrew Tate I, talks I, yeah. about that. Uh, Peter listens to Andrew Tate twenty four seven. I'm just saying the same thing they're doing with Trump right now uh, (laughs) about the indictment, you know, trying to like, uh, you know, indict him and do all this. Just getting votes. Andrew Tate, same thing. The more you lock that dude up, the more fans and followers he's going to have. Right, right. People aren't buying into that bullshit of of locking people up. And and people don't put together jail and bad anymore. I mean, like, just because you go to jail doesn't mean you're wrong. Not now. In right. that stature, like I mean, if you steal a car, you're fucking wrong, you know. It, it boosts your rep. But but people now understand that hey, I'm gonna back somebody up because they understand the government can they have more control of what you can do than ever before, and they realize finally that uh, just because somebody gets indicted or goes to jail doesn't mean that that it's legit. It's really yeah, I think political. It's, it's, I think people see that and, and it boosts them, and they're gonna have to figure out a new game plan. Hopefully, it doesn't lead to uh, you know Hillary uh, taking care of it. So the uh, the comment sections across everything are reflecting what the people believe. It's mm-hmm. it's miraculous. And look, I'm talking Reddit, about Hate. I'm talking about Trump. I mean, you know, everybody like that. Yeah, you're lost away, and uh, you know, you just can't do that anymore. It's not it's not a way to. Reddit uh, is one of the last places where the bots and the uh, moderators are uh, still in control. But even they're starting to slip. Uh, there's there's some choice subreddits that I've been looking at where things have gr- like uh, incredibly shift, sh- or shifted in the in the opposite direction intended by the moderators. It's so juicy, <laughs> juicy, uh, like yeah. a big old hot dog. Like <clears throat> I'm just I'm just watching all I'm reading all these comments and just smiling like the Grinch. It's great. Mm. Keep Love it up, it. people. Keep waking up. Give me that. People bro deserve words. to know. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the suits. So I want to hear about Nostradamus and what he did for America. He did everything for America. Start the now, intro. Uh, I want to go fix a quick drink. Ooh, be right back. All right, so yeah, I'm just gonna give a little brief. He's gonna go charge his classes. I know. Charge his classes. Fucking dog when he's gone. So when he watches us back, he can can hear everything i think the monitors are on he can probably hear us right now yeah you probably hear us that's probably a mexican telecaster in the back right there (laughs) so nostradamus everybody knows everybody hears it and everybody thinks he predicted the future he knows what's happening um so he made a huge book of what he calls quatrains which are four four lines of of uh i don't even know how to say it like it's four lines of of just it's almost like a uh, almost like a poem. Peter, can you hear us? What is a what is a four line poem? It's like it's not. 
haiku. It's not a poem, but it's his like every prediction he made. It was four lines. So like for example, oh, okay. Like here's some of them right here. Like everything. Are you gonna Are you gonna go into how he saw his predictions, or how he came up with them? Yeah. How like what process he used? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly touch on it. I didn't go too much into it. I want you to touch. But, it. Um, you know, he he was uh, he lived in the 1500s, born in 1503, died in 1566. He uh, wrote a book called uh, Less. Prof, I don't even know how to say it because it's in French. Les Profites. Uh, it was a collection of 942 poetic quatrains, allegedly predicting future events. Future future events. 942. That's that's a lot. And supposedly yeah. he did like four or five a day for a long time. Damn. So, um, I mean, basically, one of the main ways that he would get in the zone to start these visions and, and you know whatever he wanted to call them he would look into a bowl of water it's and it's almost like scrying if you listen to some of our uh past episodes back from uh, halloween um it was almost like scrying he stared into literally a bowl of water until he would see whatever visions you know came to him or i, I think he might have stared in the fire too sometimes the control alt pete was talking about sitting in a dark room yep I, I've done it, and uh, I think what I saw uh, could could be interpreted as a, a premonition, yep. a, ver- a very chilling one. It it, it like uh, it kind of it fucked me up for a while. It really did. Uh, I I wouldn't recommend it. You're not it, talking about your ex wife, are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like I I could easily see how the, like scrying could make you a conduit, uh, and uh, things can communicate with you potentially you know there's there's a lot of discussion out there about what scrying actually is you know it perhaps is comparable to using a ouija board that opens you up to right. uh, being occupied with uh, good or evil spirits. so it's not so much a one way it's a what suits you type way right or you know there's, there, there could be something people in proximity to you uh mm-hmm. that uh is feeding off of your energy and if you give it a window, it's going to take it. Gotcha. Anyway. Go ahead, Fokker. Doctor. Fokker. Doctor, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so um Fucker. he he held he he had he studied many a a discipline. He was uh he studied chemistry, uh I, I think he studied physics, astronomy, astrology. Um one thing I found interesting, I'll get into this after I kind of read some predictions. He uh, he wrote an almanac for 1550, and you know the, you can still get almanacs today. You know the 2023 right. almanac and and blah blah blah, which tells you like you know when to plant crops, when the planets are going to be in certain places, and and this and that. So that that was a uh, that, that's kind of what got him on the map was his the, the almanac. Um, so what I wanted to do, he was an apothecary. I'm sorry that that was the. Uh, that right, he was famous up. for that. Him and his wife. Do what? Him and his wife were famous yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And then didn't hit. Well, I don't want. I don't want to ruin your story. Ruin I know it, a little bro. bit about him, so go ahead. Ruin it. Well, his wife and children died through to the uh, the plague, right? And uh, people stopped crediting him as as you know what he was claiming to be because yeah, like, like, yeah, well, he wasn't credible, he was yeah. smart, and and you know, yeah, and, didn't fucking do that coming, did he? Yeah, he would have saved them and. <laughs> <laughs> he went through uh, a big depression with that. Yeah, right. Oh God! So, I mean, yeah, that's no wonder. 
Yeah, no wonder he stood in a fucking dark room and stared into a bowl of water. <laughs> We're shitting on Nostradamus live. God bless. So, yeah. So, he may have predicted it. So, he had a business. They got the plague. His family died, and everybody was like, Oh, you're not so smart, are you? How horrible is that? Yep. That's how it was. So, what I wanted to do, I was going to read some of the prophecies that have supposedly been fulfilled. Get your oh, thoughts shit. on it. And then I picked uh, some random quatrains out of his book that we can go over and see what we think they mean and see what's coming. All right. I want to do that. So um, I'm going to go over a couple of the popular ones. Um, and we can go over once we go over this, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on some things, uh, whether we think they're true or not. So one of the ones that has supposedly been fulfilled is the fire of London uh, that happened in 1666. That's the right. blood like of the just. Burned. Huh? It like all burned, right? It was yeah. 100 years after he died, right? Right, yep. So the quatrain reads, the blood of the just will be demanded of London, burnt by the fire in the year 66. So oh, that's the quatrain. Shit. So the Great Fire destroyed London in 1666. So I mean that's kind of you know. Oh you can, my God! You can see where that happened. You know, can yeah. you? Be? That's that's messed up. All right. So next one we have Emperor Napoleon. I'm about to fuck around and find out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the quatrain on this one. Let me let me share this one. Because he wrote this in like the old French, so it's kind of weird. So we got Paul Ne Laurent will be more of fire than than the blood. To swim in praise, the great one to flee to the confluence. He will refuse entry to the pot. I don't even know how to say that. The Pioses, the depraved ones, and the Durants will keep them imprisoned. This is from crystalinks.com. Okay. His quotation is vintage Nostradamus. He's employing one of his favorite devices, the anagram. So he's saying this is translated to Napoleon. Oh, because snap. when you rearrange it, it becomes Napoleon Roy or Napoleon oh, the King. Oh my God! Hmm. He predicted that. How would someone be able to look into a bowl of water with the black uh, coloring that he puts in it? You know, it right. creates this like fog in the water, mm -hmm. and come up with that uh, verbiage, Peter? <laughs> come up with this, like elaborate. Like, would you just see? Look, oh shit. Somebody named Nepoleon might get that, you know, like, I mean, like, it's just, why it, so absurd Here's on the verbiage? It's creepy to think about scrying because I don't know if y'all remember Lord of the Rings, but the lost seeing stones, how the wizards would keep, you know, a, a cloth over the stones. And he was like, why do you cover it up? And he goes, we don't know who may be watching because they don't know who owns the other ones. So it's like scrying is kind of like that. Uh, uh, allegedly, where uh, you look into it and it, it's opening you up to you to, to being a conduit for something else, like pieces. Yeah, and it can like, it can show you things. When when I did it, I, I mean, I saw something so terrifying, so deeply personal. I could never discuss it on camera, but so deeply personal that it, it was it was very traumatizing. And it it could it could be interpreted as a, a, a premonition, uh, and I don't know that it's I think it's a powerful tool for people that have the open mindedness to to do it, but it's you know it's dangerous. 
right. to be so open-minded. Very, and think, can be very pretty vague. Right, because think about just the pursuit okay. of knowledge. You can learn bad knowledge, and that occupies your brain. You can learn evil knowledge, and that occupies your brain. It's sort of the same thing. But uh, I, I think it has something to do with, you know, uh, spiritual energies or spirits, yeah. if you will. I just don't know why spiritual energies have to be so uh, uh, beat around the bush about it. I can just be straightforward. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. You try, yeah. you know. You, so, you, no, you, no, no, the, reason, the reason why they say Nostradamus was so vague and couldn't give specifics is because he would have been charged with heresy and basically executed. Okay. Well, he was that. apparently, from what I've researched, he was born Jewish, had to convert to Catholicism, and then the Inquisition happened. So he was already under fire. And then, you know, if you're predicting the future like that back in the 1500s, you're going to be, you know, viewed as a witch. Right. Or, you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, another, one that that supposed, another one that he supposedly predicted what the, was the Kennedy assassination. You oh, literally my. beat around the bush on purpose. I that 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 makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Peter beats around the bush all the time. So the go again. <laughs> so the quad train reads: the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt, the evil deed predicted by the by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at night. Conflict in Reims, London, and pestilence in Tuscany. So, as per his prediction, JFK was shot in the daytime at 12 o'clock noon. His brother Robert Kennedy was then was shot at night at 1 a.m. That was, you know, way later. But uh, there were student riots in London and Paris in 1968. And in 1966, a flood hit Florence that prompted fears of pestilence. JFK was shot in 63 and his brother in 68. The alleged conspiracy that surrounded the assassination uh, was the subject of another one of Nostradamus's quatrains. So let me get into this. What did, they, did they say? Did he say anything else about a one that was missed? You know, uh, um, JFK's. Uh, he just announced he's running for Democratic presidency, right? Against Biden. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know what? I might vote Democrat if it comes to that. Well, it might be the switch. You know, it does change. But uh, what were you going to say, Drew? Thought maybe there was remember. an opening for that. I don't remember what I was going to say. So let me dive deep into that, and then we start talking. Now you don't remember. Yeah, you were getting into the Kennedy. Uh, the no, I mean, I, I finished reading what kind of how experts have in, have interpreted that quatrain. Damn, dude, I'm sorry. Right. What, did the, what did the what did the crotch train say? There goes your name for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt. The evil deed predicted by the bearer of a petition. According to the prediction, another falls at night. Conflict in Reims, London, and pestilence in Tuscany. So they're saying the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt. JFK, the president, gets struck down in the day by a thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. You know, he got shot. According to the prediction, another falls at night. His brother got shot at night. Oh, shit. Yeah. So let me read this. Let me read this last one that has supposedly been fulfilled. uh, And then I'll get into that before we go into some random ones I come across. The year... 1999, the seventh month. From the sky will come a great king of terror to bring back the to bring back to life the great king of Angolmoy. Before after Mars to reign by good luck. A lot of people are saying this one predicted 9/11. Oh shit! And we just did the 1999 Neo thing. Right. So it's it's basically the first two the first two lines of the quatrain. The year 1999, seventh month. From the sky will come a great king of terror. 
so this is where I think a lot of experts reach. Like I've watched, I've watched several documentaries on Nostradamus and read several articles and podcasts, even old coast to coast episodes on Nostradamus. And I, I think it's reaching. So they're saying they're, if you reverse 1999, like if you completely reverse the numbers, it turns into nine one, one, one. Oh shit. There's three ones. Yeah. Like if you completely reverse it, reverse the numbers. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, I could see how that's like, you know, trying to make the numbers. Work. I just feel like it's reaching. I don't, I don't, you know, well, you know, the, like these predictions, I, I give, I give it like, if they get close enough to the year, that's significant to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, 99, 2001. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's pretty damn close. Peter, you have 99 problems, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> not problems. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Cause we're, we're like, well, it's nine one one one. And that's reaching. If you put it backwards, but it could have been like seven two six four. I mean, right. Yeah, and like th- there's other ones where supposedly George Bush and Saddam Hussein were predicted because of Mabus, like M A B U S, and it's you know because we went to you know Bush went to war in Iraq, and it's like well if you take George Bush and Saddam and put them against each other, and then you take the H out of Bush, and then you were you know yeah, it's like yeah. it's now once they start doing that, like that's yeah. where like the Q stuff started to lose me because all these people were making all these insane uh, connections in it where it's like no i'm I'm just listening to the drops man yeah like i don't want to hear i don't want to hear your whack interpretation i can interpret it myself exactly you can whack it yourself yeah. all right so let me give you a few <laughs> a few uh random quatrains that i came across uh let's get y'all's uh opinion on them see if we can predict something live here on twitch tv slash room 2008 ent all right so one of the quatrains the wretched unfortunate republic will again be ruined by a new authority. The great amount of ill will accumulate in exile will make the Swiss break their important agreement. So as we know, Switzerland is neutral. Uh Uh-huh. So the wretched, unfortunate republic, which very well could be the United States, will again be ruined by a new authority. The great amount of ill will accumulated in exile will make the Swiss break their agreement, their important agreement. Right. Okay. And you know, in the news right now, coincidentally, China, Russia and all them. Coincidentally, while everything is happening, we're seeing NATO expand in real time. Despite how much it pisses off, you know, Putin or whoever. Like it's 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 happening at lightning speed. Uh so this is this is going to go past the point of no return at some point. It already really kind of has. Yeah. Because everybody's funding this and funding that. And NATO is just flaunting all this stuff. Just flaunting it. Oh, look, new recruits, new recruits. Except Turkey. We all know what happened there. Uh, it's just, it's so, it's happened so fast. And we're distracted over here by, you know, uh, uh, adult yeah, beverages. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm drinking my last natural light. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it as it is because, um, and, you know, I'm not going to be buying anymore anytime soon. You know, that nobody kind of should stuff. buy. Nobody should buy anything. It's, it's, like, it's all just it's all just um, you know put out there for discomfort and everything else. But um, I think on the next episode for current events, we need to go over a little bit about what's going on with all the partnerships that are happening. Right. Between China, 
Russia. Was it? It's not Ukraine, obviously, but it's um, all the diplomatic chess moves happening right now. Yeah, where they're coming out with and they're going to you know start their own currency, and then uh, China's going to get the currency of oil, mm-hmm. the dollars. Yeah, oh, that's already um, starting. Yeah, and money. and you know, and putting America last, which is why I hope that we everybody's waking up. Everybody's waking up. Great year. You know, I mean, I, I really do believe there's going to be so much shit going on that year. Save your fucking money mm-hmm. and ride it through. And right. I'm every viewer that we have that, save your money. Not this year. Spend it. Spend it this year. Make good investment moves. Do what you need to do. Save your money next year because the economy is going to be doing this through the election. Who knows what, what desperate acts are going to be coming up. And uh, and we'll see where it goes. We might even have a new currency hit the market. I have predictions uh, on the matter. Year, uh, digital currency could could boost or it could it could fail. Um, we have a new currency, old money. Maybe. I mean, it's just there's so many variables next year during election year. So yeah, we'll we'll get into we'll get into predictions after after uh, after time. Peter after Peter goes into the Hopis and whatnot. So let's get into one more uh, another quatrain. I have, I have way too many here to go through. I'll probably go through another, you know, one or two. So many crotch trains. Yeah, it's a whole lot of crotch trains. All right, so. Every time I hear that, I get, like, an energy boost. I get interested. <laughs> the great star will burn for seven days. The cloud will cause two suns to appear. Oh, shit. The big mastiff will howl all night when the great pontiff will change country. Oh snap! What do you think that means? Uh, control Alt Pete, Chick Fil A. Oh, go ahead, Pete. <laughs> I mean, you think it could be heading towards a polar shift, if polar you will? Shift. Maybe. Hmm. You know what? I have some stuff to say about that. There are some interesting uh, parallels <laughs> here with the Nostradamus stuff that I'm going to get to with the the Hopis. So, uh, yeah, that's that's an interesting one there. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, read it one more time. Sorry, I just want to hear it one more time. The great star will burn for seven days. Mm-hmm. The cloud will cause two suns to appear. The big mastiff will howl all night when the great pontiff will change country. All right, so I want you to save this save this one. Okay. And then save the Kennedy one. We're going to reference those in my segment. I, th- these are juicy. I want to reference them. Right. So anyway, keep going. Yep. Now all right, let me find uh, a couple more. I'm trying to find stuff where we kind of – it was – a lot of this stuff is so vague. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy. So, the Great Britain, including England, will come to be flooded very high by waters. The new League of Ausonia will make war, said so that they will come to strive against them. Is that a climate change and global warming prediction that England save, will be flooded? Save that one, too. We're going to talk about it. Let me highlight that one. All right, here's another one. Newcomers, a place built without defense, a place occupied, then uninhabitable. Meadows, houses, fields, towns to take at pleasure. Famine, plague, war, extensive land, arable. What do you think? I think that's America. I do too. Say that one more time. I'm sorry. Newcomers, newcomers, place built without defense. Mm-hmm. Like we, no walls. There you go. Anybody place can occupied, come in. Place occupied, then uninhabitable, a la San Francisco. Mm-hmm. 
Detroit, mm -hmm. New York. Meadows, houses, fields, towns to take at pleasure. Famine, plague, war, extensive land, arable. Save this one too. Save this one too. Hmm. This is creepy shit. I can and see you getting goosebumps. It's gonna get creepier. Real stuff. Real stuff. I, I got I got some I got some cool stuff coming up. The, yeah, like this is this is so creepy, man. Yep. Um, All right, here's another one. Sooner and later, you will see great changes made, dreadful horrors and vengeances. For as the moon is thus led by its angel, the heavens draw near to the balance. Obama. <laughs> yep, Obama. You will see great changes made, dreadful horrors and venge vengeances. Horrors or horrors? Horrors. Oh, okay. Like horrors. Horrors. For as the moon is thus led by its angel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Creepy. Creepy shit, Nostradamus. Yep, another uh, one. As he's sitting in, in a room of darkness, looking into a bowl of darkness. Yeah, yeah. that's like one, one of the documentaries I watched. The narrator was like, a lot of people think Nostradamus was just sitting in a dark room, you know, looking at looking at a flame or looking at a bowl of water and just kind of coming up with crazy stuff. And then it's like, no, he was much more than that. He was a, uh, he was a chemist. He was a pharmacist. He was this and that. And he went to this university. And it's like, okay, so how did he come up with his predictions? Oh, he sat in a dark room and just watched a flame and uh, watched a bowl of water. <laughs> Dude, like you gotta a be dark, a dark bowl of water. With dark you gotta, be, you gotta be careful if you have too much to drink, and then you go to like vomit in the toilet. You know how you just kind of you kind of sit there and just stare into the water. You gotta be careful. You might scry. You don't want to scry drunk. I've never licked him. I've never licked at my own vomit in the toilet after I've thrown up. No, well, you flush, not? but but then you peacefully look at your reflection in the in the water. And then sometimes you could scry drunk. I wouldn't recommend it. I would love to imagine Peter just like staring at his reflection in the fucking toilet bowl. Maybe and we'll then, do this on our first uh, pilot episode. And then I'm this. just drunk and possessed by a demon. We're going to set cameras <laughs> around in a dark room, night vision cameras, and set Peter in there for 12 hours <laughs> in a dark room with no windows, basement. I'll be a guinea pig. I'll be the second and, coming uh, of Gozer. Coming. <laughs> We're going to see what happens. <laughs> He'll right, let's, uh, let's, let's get a few more thoughts on these ones real quick. Two evil influences in conjunction in Scorpio. The great lord is murdered in his room. A newly appointed king persecutes the church in the lower parts of Europe and in the north. So Scorpio is uh, the astro astrological aspect of it. I'm assuming when the moon is in Scorpio. Maybe the sun. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. The great Lord is murdered in his room and a newly appointed king persecutes the church. Hmm. See, like all this stuff, I'll go ahead and get into it. This this type of stuff, like you, you can't you can't predict it. You got to wait for something to happen and then you can kind of twist it right. into, into making this seem like that's what happened. Yeah, just kind of like, like imagining how these events. Well, can you imagine though, like if, if a pope is murdered five years from now in his room? You know, like or or being uh, recorded, Lance. I'm I'm just saying, like <laughs> like you're you're saying twisting. Well, if it hasn't happened, we don't know the story. It may not be so much of a twist as as much as it is like a oh shit, that's pretty spot on. Yeah, you know? like if if any of these things happen, and you know all these writings exist, people can find one and be like, oh, see, it happened. 
you know, yeah. you know, if somebody makes a, a shit ton of predictions, you know, something's going to stick. But I, you know, it, Nostradamus is kind of a, an interesting case though, because a lot of this shit is, uh, is adding up. Yeah. And like, uh, one of the documentaries I was watching mentioned that when he wrote his almanac, he noticed when he being Nostradamus, he noticed when he would put outlandish stuff in there and very like dire and catastrophic stuff, more people were attracted to it. He would sell more copies. Like the news media. Like uh, the news media. So I, th- I think this has something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, fear sells, you know. That's one of the biggest emotions that you, you know, you can market towards is fear. Right. And I think that kind of plays a part in it. Um, you know, and, and like I said, a lot of this stuff is so vague. But then the excuse for that is, oh, you know, he couldn't do that or he'd be, you know, persecuted for heresy and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, maybe so, but I don't maybe know. Maybe it was vague enough just to keep him busy. It's, a, it's up to, it's up to the individual to decide. Yeah. I just, I, I, if something happens to the T to where it's like, you know, because I haven't read all the towers will but fall and yeah, or, or, uh, you know, because there, there's a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of his quatrains refer to the new city and that's supposedly New York. <laughs> right. Uh, all, Control Alt Pete looks like a damn VR game. I, he's up. I got to find my phone. <laughs> I can't know where he's at. I got all my so, notes. Um, I'll be right back. Can you talk? Yeah, let's um. All right, we're 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 at one hour and twenty five minutes. Let me ask you a question real quick before we uh, do anything different. I was gonna take a bathroom break. Yeah, we can wait. All right. So did did he uh did he predict all this stuff before or after his family? After I think it was it was an after thing, right? I think so. Because yeah. his father was famous for something, and then he wasn't really famous, but he got known. Uh, yeah, I, I'm talking on a turn, but I, I remember thinking like his his family or father, somebody was famous, uh, known, and then he got married, and um, his family passed, and then he made all these predictions. Right? Is that right? So yeah, and he became well off because of his his company, mm-hmm. and then when his family passed due to the plague um yeah okay i'm on the same timeline i gotta have like the you know yeah i get it yeah. all right cool so, i mean I, I just don't know what to think it's like it's it's cool to think about and stuff like that but i'm not i'm not, I'm not sold on it uh, peter are you are you talking to a spirit I'm scrying right now on the air. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm looking through. Um, I ordered a book about one of the topics I'm going to look into, and it's it's a vintage book. It smells like it's from the deep past. Um, trying to find the publication date. So I started looking into the Hopis. Uh, the Hopi are a Native American uh, tribe who primarily live in the Hopi Reservation in northeastern Arizona, United States. Uh, so, and then it says, as of the 2010 census, there are, uh, nearly 20,000 Hopi in the country. Uh, the Hopi tribe is a sovereign nation within the United States and has government to government relations with the United States federal government. Uh, so it goes in, it goes into the history of the Hopis. Apparently they've been occupying 
North America for like a thousand years or something like that. So uh, I started looking into uh, the uh, the premonitions and prophecies of the Hopi elders, and I found some. Uh, I found nine. Uh, let's see how they put it on here. This is uh, uh, nine signs of a coming purification event, a world purification event. So, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to read. Uh, read what was uh this is this is from a, a, a hopi elder it says other hopi teachings refer to the nine signs the first sign said the white-skinned men would come the second said our lands will see the coming of spinning wheels filled with voices okay spinning wheels filled with voices in his youth my father saw this prophecy come true with his eyes the white men bringing their families and wagons across the prairies okay uh, the rest, uh, let's see, this is the third sign. A strange beast like a buffalo, but with great longhorns, will overrun the land in large numbers. Uh, and this is a, a, an elder named Whitefeather. These Whitefeathers saw with his eyes the coming of a white men's cattle. Okay, so uh, uh, it's, it's rolling along here. We're now, now we're to uh, the fourth sign. Uh the fourth sign is the land will be crossed by snakes of iron. Did it say when these were written? Uh, one of these quotes is from 2000, but these are these are like uh like old like millennia old. Yeah, this is this is like uh this is before this this was before uh you know the colonization of America. So okay. The land will be crossed. This is for the fourth side again. the The land will be crossed by snakes of iron. Think about that. Think about that. Trains, trains. Ooh, interesting. Trains. All right. Next up, the fifth sign: the land shall be crisscrossed by giant spider webs, power lines, power lines, and you can even think about the World Wide Web. Like there's shit all around Ooh, us, interesting. Even, even shit we can't see. All right, uh, it, it gets better. The sixth sign: the land shall be crisscrossed with rivers of stone that make pictures in the sun. Highways. Yes. <laughs> all right. Next, the seventh sign: you will hear of the sea turning black and many living things dying because of it. And you, we all know, like, you know, with East Palestine and all this stuff, everything is getting polluted. I remember seeing, like, uh, I was down in Florida a few weeks back, and there was news. Uh, uh, Florida was in the headlines on, like, CNN and all that, where they were saying, like, uh, seaweed, a blob of seaweed, the size, like, triple the size of the United States was heading towards Florida or something. Oh, yeah, I remember reading that, yeah. It, yeah, it was in the news one day. That, that, was, that was weird, but, you know. Uh, basically I would say that's like climate change stuff. Like we're just not taking care of our environment. We're not living in congruence with nature. All right. So next up the eighth sign. This is my favorite. <laughs> There's so many ways to interpret this. You will see many youth who wear their hair long. Like my people come and join the tribal nations to learn their ways and wisdom. Mm. Is that the white hippies? 
or is it or is it uh you know more uh more current stuff going Did on? Did they pierce your ears <laughs> when they were in kindergarten? <laughs> All right. The ninth and last sign. And this is refer uh referencing and what was what was the Nostradamus one after Kennedy? Something about a star? What did it say? Which one was that? Oh, which one? Yeah, let me pull that back up. So, okay, I'll read read this in the meantime. The ninth and last sign, you will hear of a dwelling place in the heavens above the earth that shall fall with a great crash. It will appear as a blue star. Very soon after this, the ceremonies of my people will cease. So I looked up this blue star. It's called a blue kachina. It will be visible in the sky, and that will mark the beginning of the purifier. Sounds like what you smoke. <laughs> I got that blue kachina. Uh, but uh so <laughs> so what I think I think that maybe referencing is you know one could say a meteor, one could say a nuclear weapon, you know, like there, there's so many ways to take this. But this is this is a direct quote, and this was uh quoted in the year. 2000 and uh this is this is this is the big one here i i read i read this today and it really kind of resonated with me let's do uh, this one. this is from a, Ho- a hopi elder june 8th 2000 and uh i want to preface this real quick by so uh, uh like briefly my prediction about what's going to happen maybe not in 2024 but i think within our lifetimes perhaps very soon society let's be honest society is already collapsing Society is already collapsing. Let's just all accept it. It's happening. It's not an overnight thing. It's kind of a slow burn, but it's going to gradually get worse. Crime is getting out of control in major cities. And my last segment will, you know, uh, uh, kind of touch on that a little bit. Uh, so uh, one of my predictions is that, you know, it sounds very doomsday, but when society inevitably, inevitably collapses, and let's say we don't have the amenities of, you know, we don't have electricity or air conditioning or any of that stuff, and we have to survive and we have to stick together and form small communities that, you know, we band together and we go out and we get stuff, right? I think that's if we transition to that, it'll be difficult at first for those that survive and stay the fuck away from major cities. But those are going to be the best times of our lives because we're going to walk away from the screens. We're going to walk away from all the anger. We're going to walk away from the technology. And that's just something that I feel that's going to happen, right? And I, you know, I, I really kind of long for this because everybody is so lost in their phones and the TikToks, and it's robbing everybody of their precious time. All right. So, that, and that's, that's why this, this uh, resonated with me. And this is from uh, Hopi Elder. You have been telling the people that this is the 11th hour. Now you must go back and tell the people that this is the hour. And there are things to be considered. Where are you living? What are you doing? What are your relationships? Are you in right relation? Where is your water? Know your garden. It is the time. It is time to speak the truth. Create your community. Be good to each other, and do not look outside yourself for a leader. Okay. Then it says. Then he clasped his hands together, smiled, and said, "This could be a good time. There is a river flowing now, very fast. It is so great and swift. There are those who will be afraid." They will try to hold on to the shore. They will feel they are being torn apart and will suffer greatly. Know the rivers 
no, well, no, the river has its destination. The elders say we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, keep your eyes open and our heads above the water. And I, and I say, see who is in there with you and celebrate. At this time in history, we are to take nothing personally, least of all ourselves. For the moment that we do, our spiritual growth and journey come to a halt. And here's the closer. The time of the lone wolf is over. Gather yourselves. Banish the word struggle from your attitude and your vocabulary. All that we do now must be done in a sacred manner and in celebration. And this is my favorite part. We are the ones we've been waiting for. So this is, this is predicting a, a cataclysmic flood event. And there's even uh, Hopi you know, stone carvings that show a timeline with, with these interruptions in the timeline, these vibrations, if you will. And it, it depicts two of them. And then there's a, there's a turning point where you, you see a third one will happen. And they have illustrated like it looks like a flood or, you know, an earthquake or something like that. And it's speculated that those ter- those first two uh, uh, blips on the line were the world wars. Where uh, where evil was everywhere, death and suffering. And the third blip past past the threshold at the end of the, of the carving is where World War Three potentially happens. And another great vibration occurs. We are on a collision years. course, um, and you know this. This, of course, is predicting some sort of natural thing, but it could be tripped by a nuclear weapon or the climate. I don't think uh, so. I think nuclear weapons are like how many you have in your arsenal that you're never going to use. You know, America has uh, thousands of nuclear weapons, enough to destroy this world ten times over. Right. Yeah, I don't think. I don't but think anyone's going to use them. Use it. Right. It's, it's mutually all assured about destruction. Cloud. And then you, and then it comes down to simply oil reserves mm-hmm. and politics, because if if you had the right politician that's working with other countries, you can save your country. But if you had the bad politicians that are lending out money to other countries, and you're just digging your own hole, and you think nuclear missiles are gonna are gonna save you, well, in like a world war, maybe, but America has no intentions on using the hundreds. Uh, or, or or thousands of nuclear bombs that we probably have in our arsenal. No, we're going to get destroyed by uh, the currency exchange and uh, and companies going to other countries to, to get out of tax evasions and different things like that. That's what's going to destroy America. Opening our gates and let everybody come in for the freebies, and we have uh, billions more people that we can actually sustainably keep right. over a period of a hundred years. That's what's going to kill a country, not necessarily how many nuclear warheads they have. That's a crock of shit. That's just yeah, on fuck paper. you, control alt Pete. Well, to to think that <laughs> the psychopaths that run the world wouldn't blow it all up just out of spite. Do have some good news. Nostradamus did predict when the end of the world is going to happen. Guess what yeah. year? Guess yeah. what year? I want to see if y'all. It know. was it was uh, uh, twenty fourteen, wasn't it? Close. 2012. 2012. 2012. 2012. 30, 37.97. So, guys, we have we have another 
Might as well. See what it says. Yeah. Got 20 on black. Yeah. That's about all I got. So, so Peter, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think is the most you know, we, we may have kind of touched on it a minute ago. What do you think's the most uh impressive or crazy Simpsons prediction? Oh man, I think the one about the uh the equation, I think that's the biggest one for yeah. me. I like that one in nine eleven. Like I said, what about you, Gil? I have to say the uh, the shroud or, or the whatever you want to call it, the tower by Big Ben, right? You know, looking at that one, it was it was really uh, like who, who would just put that in an art piece? Big old tower beside Big Ben, mm-hmm. and then the 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 episode was set in twenty ten during the time of construction. Yeah. We that. spent a lot of time on that because a lot was uncovered <laughs> during mm-hmm. that episode. Or yeah, that's, that, uh, that, that I, I had no idea about, and I've seen I've seen that episode probably at least a hundred times. Yeah. What about Mister It's the same thing as like the nine eleven because you had the silhouette. Mm-hmm. In the, yeah. In, so it's kind of the, but yeah. obviously nine eleven is a. Yeah, I mean stuff with like the FaceTime that I brought up in that same episode, and there's um you know stuff like that. It's like I don't think that's really predicting it because. You know, you could you could say the Jetsons predicted stuff too, and if that's the case, flying cars. We could find yeah. an article about flying cars. Yeah, stuff like that. It's not that they predicted. It's just like, you know, that's just, that's what the everybody back then. That's what they thought the future was going to be. Right. You know? Um. One thing that kind of like annoys me is there's uh, when the whole Silicon Valley Bank stuff happened. They uh, like this one. T- I can't remember if it was on TikTok or Instagram, but they were like, "Oh, the Simpsons predicted the Silicon Valley Bank collapse." And there's a scene in one of the Simpsons episodes where there's a bank run, but it was based off of the movie uh, It's a Wonderful Life, the bank run that happened in that movie, if you've ever seen it. Yeah, from, yeah. From the 40s. And it's like, it's, it's become such a meme that it's like, you can the Simpsons it. don't predict everything. Just, you know, it's like. But I, I really do feel they have, they know what's going on. They might. It might be. Uh, no, it might be a mockingbird situation. I don't. I don't believe it. Maybe like an Illuminati type, like you know, uh, organization where they know, but they're not dumb and they're willing to go out on a limb and make a make a comedy out of it. And I think that's the that's the juiciness behind it is that they're going to put it in their shows. They know it's coming. They have word through the you know, yeah. That, you know, it's like they give you subliminal messaging or something, or you know, yeah. Little conditional, you know, little programming, little conditioning. I say they have any influence on anything that happens. Peter, what's your what's your favorite uh, Nostradamus quatrain or what was, uh, so, what was the anything first anything that may have been fulfilled or or what's going to be? Fulfilled? I mean the 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 burning of London that was uh, yeah in the year sixty six. That's that's a that's a big one for me. That is a big one. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> You know, uh, I was related to Nostradamus. It's going to make it a little bit juicy. What's, what's your favorite one, uh, Gil? Um, All right, that's the episode for... Uh... <laughs> I don't have a favorite. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the JFK yeah. and um, running for uh, Democratic president. It's gonna be interesting. Twenty four to twenty four is gonna be great here. Yeah, I, I think the the London ones, you know, 
it, it's like the nine eleven thing on the Simpsons. It's like it's such a almost a coincidence. Like it, it has to be something more, you know. But there's like a lot of quatrains he did where, uh, like his big thing was there's going to be three antichrists. First one Napoleon, second one was Hitler, and the big one is like who's the third, you know? Yeah, we right. may have to cross a thousand years before we find out. Right. So you know, like like some experts think it was Saddam Hussein. Some say Bin Laden, some say Bush, you know, and that, that's when I was getting into the, the Mabus thing where like they were trying to switch around the letters and it's like, man, you're kind of reaching, you know? Yeah. Right. Let it naturally happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Just let, let him, yeah, let the yeah. Just let it natural, let him naturally, you know, yeah. I did hear, I did, uh, I was listening to another podcast. Um, I think it might've been John Hogue on coast to coast. He mentioned what if the antichrist is actually artificial intelligence. Well, that, yeah, that, that could be. There that was a thing, that. you know, where the Antichrist was coming up in other countries. Um, did y'all hear about that? No. It was probably like six, probably six, and, uh, six to 12 months ago where um, – oh, what country was it? They were like – they had a follower in um, – I don't know. I don't want to butcher the – it was a thing. Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it. I thought maybe one of y'all was Isn't right it? into that. But there was a follower there. They were all calling him, you know, like Christ and stuff and, and following him like Jesus Christ. And it was a big thing like, is this the Antichrist? But I haven't heard anything. And it, it was like six months ago at least when I heard about it, thinking, are we going to start hearing about this name? You know, this guy. Maybe. But then he kind of went to the wayside, haven't heard about him. Y'all didn't hear about that? Uh-oh. I didn't ring a bell? I'll bring up an article. Uh, next week to y'all and see if we want to mention it. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. And heard it. So, well, I think that wraps up the predictions and prophecies episode. Um, I think throughout the rest of the year going into 2024, based off the soundbite, um, stuff is going to accelerate at a, at an unprecedented speed in terms of, um, in terms of uh, just decline. (laughs) um yeah i hated to be all negative but you know it is what it is you know nothing's it's everything's negative like nothing good is happening right now i think it's gonna lead to the best times of our lives maybe yeah there's a there's a big downside it's gonna yeah i'm a i'm I'm a doomer so you know (laughs) well everything's a wave you know it depends on how you look at it i'm a really big believer in that everything down comes equal you know you're surfing huh yeah, everything's a wave. Riding it. When it rains, it pours. And when you're having a bad day, it fucking sucks. But when it's good, <laughs> it's really good. And ride it while it lasts. Yep. Well, that is going to be it for Room 2008 on predictions and prophecies. Watch The Simpsons, the best show ever made. Research Nostradamus. See if anything, you know, see if you can interpret his 942 quatrains. You know, you might be the next person to predict something's going to happen you can call it uh you know and, and we can go from there and uh join us next time again we are live on twitch room 2008 ent follow us on twitter room 2008 ent2 and shoot us an email room 2008 ent at gmail.com and uh until next time room 2008 is out